Entering our second season of Blood Time, we want to thank not only our phenomenal and remarkable individuals that were our guests, but also the support, the incredible support that we have had throughout the community, not only locally, but nationally. What you can absolutely put to bed as guaranteed the second season of Blood Time are more remarkable individuals, more transformative stories, and more Blood Time moments. Please give a listen to the second season for we are all blood. Coach Cimarroni here. Love to all. Hey, this is Maverick Peters on behalf of everyone at Blood Time. We just want to thank Ron Gross, Sammy Gross's dad, for all of his support. Ron, thank you. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni, Blood Time. We're in the second season and I got a, a good friend here who actually was in our inaugural episode of season one and a favorite of mine at JCU, a lineage of incredible wrestling. Coach Mark Haywald, how are you, buddy? I'm great. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in. And you've got uh, a favorite son of the bison, Sammy Gross, two-time state champ from the uh, famed Bison's uh, 2014 season, right? How you doing, Sammy? Doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. And uh, you're now a JCU Blue Streak. How about that, huh? That is awesome. It is, Go right? streaks. I love it. Sammy, last year, man, horrible. I mean, how did that feel to make the national tournament and bingo, you're done? It was weird, for sure. Yeah. Was, well, especially no one's ever dealt with something like that. Right. It was weird, but it was fortunately like everybody was going through everything mm-hmm. together, so we were able to conglomerate and, you know, we, we kind of, not right. conglomerate, we kind of got together and congregated and were able to mourn together and move on yeah you know it's interesting because uh there's so many different reactions i had jamie milkovich in here last week and he says you know i'll never get over and he said he had five kids now think about this maple heights how incredible over 40 years this guy's been able to have that level of excellence okay in dynamically changing demographics you know social economic situations and he had a kid i think was undefeated going in Mm -hmm. there was a was a mentor district champion he he says, my heart's been ripped out. I don't know how I'll recover. It's interesting, though, that, you know, that perspective comes from a guy that I look at very courageously. But you're saying, let's move on. Yeah, well, Coach, Coach Haywald did an awesome job with us. I remember we, we got a text message and it said, like, if this is the worst thing that has happened to you in your life, mm-hmm. up to your, you know, 20, 22 years old, sure. then you have had an awesome life. And he basically also set us a promise. Promise, okay. he said, like, this isn't going to be the worst thing that happened to you. Yes. And it's more of a threat. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. But he I said like that, it. and I was like, the, like the perspective that. changed, and I was like, we're not going to evade death and heartbreak and stuff. Sure. And if losing the NCAA championships is the worst thing that happened to me in my 24 years of life, yes, then that's pretty awesome. So, And you have and you have this year coming up, so that's a beautiful thing for you. And Mark, my, my goodness gracious, you, you have incredible perspective, having gone through two tragedies as mm-hmm. a head coach. Uh, and, and, you know, shepherding your, your flock, if you will, through that process. Tell me a little bit about how those tragedies gave you perspective from last, for last year. Well, yeah, to that point with the Sam, it's, it's, there's always something worse. Uh, Uh and I don't, I don't mean this in a negative way against like other, uh, other coaches or anything, but I've heard a lot of people were like, Oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me as a coach. I don't know how I'll get past this. And, and like in, in a moment, I almost feel a little like anger towards that guy. And I'm like, yeah. you know, he's not, he's not, 
he doesn't mean anything against me. Right. And I'm like, I've had, I've had kids die, you know? Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. So yeah, that definitely puts things in perspective. Um, I mean, yeah, the, I think weird's a good way that Sam put it. The whole thing was just weird. You're, you're, you're sitting there, you're, we're wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I was actually, I actually warm, was warming up with a, a wrestler from another school because yeah. we we're kind of flipping around uh, and like, all right, well, this guy needs a partner. I was like, I'll go with him. If sure. you give that kid to our guy, you know, one of those deals. And then, you know, to say, hey, all this, the safety precautions, I'm like, man, these people are already on the mats, yeah. intermixing, doing everything. Right. So, yeah, it was weird. Um, in some ways, I also felt like uh, there was a weight off the shoulders. I mean, obviously the weight would have been preferred to fall off our shoulders Saturday yes, evening. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, I viewed it like, like, you know, when someone in a family's dying and it's like when you finally get the call, like, yeah. they're, they're gone. You a almost relief. have that relief. Oh, and relief. that's why I'm like, every moment, I mean, we were, we were like getting in the car. I'm like, let's go. We got to get to the airport right. before someone stops us. I'm right. like looking around at the yeah. airplane. I'm like, you know, like we did some crime or something. I'm like, yeah. all right, the plane's off the ground. Like we're, 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 we're doing this. Uh, you know, so at every step I was just waiting for that, that, you know, that bad news. And, and it came, you know, I mean. So it, there was no question. You know where you're. Yeah, I mean, lot, it, I was right? prepared for it. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, you know, and obviously, if I could change it, I would. I, in hindsight, and maybe the NCAA would agree. It, I think it was a premature decision. I think those two days weren't gonna, right, weren't gonna cause any more issues than they did. But right, I mean, as a coach, you got to lead, and, and if, if the guys would have saw me crying or throwing things right, or MF right. in, you know, then yeah, then yeah. what kind of coach would I be? So, sure. uh, but in some in some I think visceral way, you probably did feel that. Yeah, I mean, you did feel what every coach felt to some degree, even though you had a better sure. perspective, right? Yeah, it's so weird. there's there's a whole myriad of feelings right of going on. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, you feel like we didn't have an entire year. Like just sure. you took away that one weekend, I felt like we had no year at all. In some ways, of sure. course, but like you know. And I look at the, the current situation and, and some of the, the things I'm hearing about mm-hmm. sports, pro sports, anti-sports, whatever. Right. Well, a very pro sports statement I would make is look at look at a football team mm-hmm. and you say, people are like, oh, they shouldn't be playing. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Well, for 99% of those kids, it's not about the wins. It's not about the going to play in college. It's certainly not about going to play in the pros. It's right. about being a part of something it's a community yeah having yeah. having people who is your, your friends your family mm-hmm. and that's um strong point, point being i guess we still had that last year gotcha we grew as a program we grew as as friends i grew as a human being quite frankly just from dealing with um all the the, the personalities we have you know i'm a right. father of, of two young boys and, sure. and every you know, opportunity i work with my guys i think i'm becoming a better dad so so it certainly was not a lost season in that, in the growth, you know, of what we, we, who we were in October to who we were in March. So, so maybe that perspective is helpful too. For well, me. there was, there's, there's clearly numerous blood time moments then. For occurred. sure. You know, yeah. where, where you bonded with, with Sammy and, and his teammates in a different level, in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so there's that beauty of, you know, lemon lemonades, right? Type of thing, lemon chiffon pie, lemon, <laughs> you know, whatever, just make the biggest lemon thing that you can make out of the, the probably the stinkiest lemon we have ever, yeah. we've ever seen in our sport. So, but Sammy, you've had a circuitous way to get to this point. You've had a very almost inspirational to some degree and sometimes desperate way of mm-hmm. getting to where you're at now. I really respect it and I really hold you in high regard for that. Not just that you're a bison. Yeah. And I know, and I, I, 
I respect your father, but tell me a little bit about how you gravitated towards this wonderful coach here that sits next to you and this, you know, storied program that got you to now. I think you're ranked one of the top, maybe one, two, three guys in the in the weight class going into this senior year. I've always, I've always been gravitated toward Coach Haywald because okay. I, I, I had seen him in passing. I think mm-hmm. he, he's been good friends with my dad for, I don't know, 15 years, something sure. like that, you know, but... Uh, and then when I was, so I, I went to John Carroll with zero intentions to wrestle, Gotcha. but I was kind of on the outskirts and I like saw what coach Haywald was doing. And, and I came from a division one program where it was yeah. much different than what coach Haywald does. Sure. And I, I kind of saw it and I don't know, yeah. some, something grab he, He's like a, he's like a magnet. I, I couldn't stay away from him. Yes. And now I still can't say it. he wants to, you know, he's he got you in your orbit, his <laughs> orbit, right? <laughs> he's been trying to get rid of me for years. That's right. That's right. I love that. So. Yeah, you went to what, Northwestern? Oh, yeah, I was at Northwestern for you know, about a year. Fantastic university, tough program, but was going through some stuff. And do you want to share that with us, or do you want to just uh, move on and talk a little bit about this this situation with John Carroll? It's up to uh, you. I mean, I'll talk about what I mean. I, I don't know. It just it was it was not for me. I was sure. I was I was a homebody. I'm like a mama's boy. Mama. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Man. Yeah, I'm so a I, firstborn. I love my mom. I love my mom. Elizabeth so. June Cimarroni. <laughs> I love you, baby. 84 years old well, and still hurricane. An interesting Betty. thing, you know, yeah. Pete is with uh, especially kind of I think falling into your your blood time theme. Sure. So uh, Drew Periano was was Jack same, yeah, yeah. So he was a grad assistant. Right. Uh, my first year at Carroll, he was a grad assistant. So he he was there for three years with coaching me huge mentor of mine um uh in in many ways a lot of things i i say and do i still to this day could probably trace back to him sure now uh we're still great friends we're still in touch um and i don't mean this to take credit but i think in some ways i was the one who connected him with sammy i'm like hey i'm trying to get this guy but because i was at case at the time i'm like i don't i don't he's not coming to case right but he fits your he fits northwestern so i think i connected them Mm -hmm. and then uh he told me he threw it back your way. He told me. Yeah, and it's like, and it's, so it's just, yeah, 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 it's just weird. And then he, he and then. The student becomes the teacher yeah. and the teacher becomes a student. It, and so, and then it so kind of came full so circle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ron, Sammy's dad is, is in some ways a mentor of mine, you know, not, not necessarily wrestling as much. You know, sure. he's, he's in the financial industry. So I'll, I'll pick his brain. And actually we bounce ideas all the time, Ron and I, about, uh, you know, applying a, a business model to, to, to wrestling. Sure. So, so it's, yeah, it's been pretty neat seeing things come full circle. Um, and I talk to Drew Perrin all the time still, and he'll be like, oh, Sammy, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we, we kind of share. So it's pretty neat. Uh, it's this, I always describe it as a small inbred wrestling world. You know, we're yes. all, we're all so connected and, and taking care of each other. And funny, Sam, I was, I don't know if that was your freshman year or your sophomore year. At, you visited. At, yeah. I was, right. I was out in Chicago and I went and hung out with Drew and I called Sammy. I'm like, Hey. I've never been to the facility, so Sammy took me on a tour or through Northwestern. So, I love that. Yeah, you know, and again, there was no intention of like, hey, yeah, sure. this guy's gonna wrestle you're just, for me. You're just staying yeah. connected. That's so a it was pretty. Thing. And I was sending his dad yeah. pictures. I was yeah. like, hey, look, I'm a Northwestern's wrestler. And his dad's like, right. what the hell? <laughs> I love that. So yeah, it's awesome. It's it's a really cool connection. And of course, you know, I have the the, the Beachwood connection as well with uh, you know, my, dad, my dad being a wrestler there. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's. It's kind of more like, than just a wrestler. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense that this relationship has happened, you know, based on all the, the history. So it's pretty cool. Well, that's sure. great. And your dad, your dad's more than just a wrestler. He was our first state champion in any sport, and he was our first NCAA titleist in any sport, mm-hmm. let alone wrestling. So 
Mark Haywall. Not the last, though, right, Sam? Indeed. No. That's right. We're <laughs> ready. Last. We're ready. Absolutely. And Sam, so your, you know, his blood time moment mm-hmm. when he shared with us in first season was Tony DiGiovanni and his dad and a few other guys, but primarily Tony, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and dad. And he hears that voice. He hears that voice, you know, and he says stuff like you were just talking about Drew. Drew's maybe another blood time guy. Who's that blood time guy for you? Who's that coach? Who's that individual that said, you know, Sammy, you can do this. Put his arm around you or maybe kick you in the butt. Or I've, I've had multiple. Cause I, right, like right, I said, I've, I've had a couple comeback moments. I'll tell you, the, the first blood time moment for sure, sure is definitely uh, Dr. Scott Peters. Because I, uh, I think when I was in youth wrestling, I, I want to sure. say I went like, Oh, in like 22 or something. Wow. No, I want to call. I was like four, four and 22. <laughs> okay. And my mom comes up to, comes up to Scott. My mom grew up with Scott. She's like, our, my kid, he stinks. We, 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 we need to quit. And, and Scott looked at her and he's like, that's funny. Don't quit. He'll yeah. be okay. And, and he, he believed in me at that point. And it was, it was kind of from that moment where he was like, just let him stick around. Like sure. he's, he's going to do okay. And then you had a flip. You had a flip. There was a year where you just started to get really good. I think it was when I started lifting weight. I was weakling. I would get, okay. there were guys who were just developed and I was, right. you know, scrawny little, little kid. <laughs> right. And then I started lifting weights and then started not being as scrawny. Gotcha. It was good. Gotcha. Yeah. And yeah. then, I don't know, there's so many moments. And then at Carroll, right? I saw what sure. Coach Haywall was doing with, mm-hmm. I mean, his staff, he had, you know. Well, you said you're on the outskirts and, and now, I now you're not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the most, like, right, yeah. we got guys like Dar Sagafi coming to practice oh, every yeah. day. And I was like, <laughs> if, if Dar Sagafi yes. can come to practice every day. Yes. There's something special here, yes. and I, I so I think Dar might have been part of the reason that I. He came. was your main influence. I think yes. he might be part of my blood time. You need to well, get Dar on here. Well, I have he- I had Hesh. <laughs> yes, I read it. Hesh was phenomenal, right? And you know, I, I refer. I, I mean, I coached Dar. Did you? That's how long ago. Yeah, I coached. I coached Dar, and uh, he was horrible, <laughs> and I loved him, but he got good. And you know, I, I was drilling with him way back. I, I went on on the. Uh, on the staff back in 0910. Uh, that's Ben Adams' year. Yep, yep. And uh, so Dar was on staff and we would drill and he just hurt to drill with him. He hurt. I'm afraid of him. I won't touch him. Yeah, because he was just like, it was like drilling with this desk. It's like every, there was not one little tiny soft piece on this guy. And he wasn't the greatest athlete. So he was always out of position a lot and he would knock your head, you know, or give you a knee or give you an elbow. So I get it. But the beauty of that is that he's what, 60? I think he's in the 60s, yeah. Yeah, because I'm 63, so he's maybe two or three years. Yeah, four I bet, years you, I bet he's right about 60. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's closing on 60, and he's still a, and he's still, still an animal. He's, yeah, he's, he's a, 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 like a training machine. It's That's unreal. He, he, plays, he plays rugby against college kids. That's crazy. <laughs> God bless him. God bless him. Well, we, you know, it's interesting. I was, I was talking to a guy named Bruce Sherman. Your dad, I know. You know Bruce, Bruce was my cross-country coach okay. in high school. All right, Bruce. Well, Bruce has run every day for like 44 years. I saw I saw his Facebook post. It was something about the consecutive. It's insane. Yeah. So he's 65 years old. I see old. him all the time with yeah, driving to Carroll. Yeah, and I talked to him because I, I want to get him on blood time, but he, he may not. He may or may not do it. But having said that, Bruce, God bless you. 65 years old, 40, 44, 45 years, maybe 50 years of running Every day, I know I don't know how that how that can possibly be because there's days that I couldn't get out of bed, and he probably has felt that way, but got out of bed and did like it right. So a few years ago, when it was like negative, there was like weeks of negative weather. Exactly right, out. and he's oh out there God. running, you know. So I see him all the time. <laughs> so that's that's your blood time moment, Doctor Scott Peters, and and now Coach. 
Mark Haywald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here we sit at the precipice of a potential national title. Sammy, how does that feel for you? It feels really, I don't know. I mean, it's exciting. I'm trying to enjoy every moment. I've got a different perspective on things. Okay. Because I quit for three years. Not quit. I, I stepped away from the sport for three sure. years. Yeah. So now being back involved, like, there was a moment. I remember it was the regional tournament. Yeah. And I, like, the, the Star Spangled Banners playing, I looked at my dad. And, like, I don't even know what we said, but we both just started crying, just tears of, like, appreciation because of just, like, a different perspective. Like, I, I never thought I was going to wrestle again. Yes. And then now now being able to come back and, like, compete to hopefully win a national championship. Yes. It's, it's like, you said it to me. I remember yeah. I was in high school. You you looked at me before the state wrestling tournament. You said, drink it in. Yes. I was like, that. that's what I've been trying to do every single day. Right on, bro. Well, let's take a break. Great comment. We'll be back with that whole mentality in a few minutes. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com And we're back with Sammy Gross and Mark Haywald, head coach at John Carroll University and his top-ranked wrestler, former Beachwood two-time uh, state champ, book bookend state champs. Am I correct or no? Was no, it, I got a sophomore, sophomore and sophomore. Senior. That's right. Uh, you were almost, bookend was Kevin Lip. Kevin Lip, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you're in you're in rare company uh, at Beachwood uh, Beachwood High School. How did it feel to win your second state title? Yeah, <laughs> it was, I mean, well, we just talked about it. Right? Yeah, it was it was really cool, especially because like one of my best friends, Ryan Harris, won his state championship like 20 minutes after mine, and we got to just like hug each other and have that awesome moment together. Never happened before in beach history in any sport. Two state champs together? Or two, yeah. really? two, two, two time state champs. Oh yeah. On the same day. Yeah. Never happened. So. Beachwood's greatest day, I guess. Beachwood's greatest day. <laughs> you, you experienced Beachwood's greatest athletic achievement. I'd say uh, any achievement, honestly, not just athletic. That's right. I don't know. We had some really cool alumni. <laughs> yeah, we had some cool alumni that won Grammys and, you know, the eighth, eighth employee of uh, Microsoft. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some there's some cool guys. Uh, also, I think one person was in uh, Obama's administration. So, okay. interesting stuff. But but never two guys in the same day. Yeah, yeah, never two guys in the same day. So, yeah, so... So, Mark, you know, I want to I want to throw it back to you and talk about what what we're going through as a sport and and really as a country, and the the interesting leadership we're we're having in regards to our sports, our sport, and our sport is courageous, if anything, uh, and, and we're 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 always leading with I think courage. I try to lead with courage. Tell me what your leadership style is through this, through this. Well, series it's been tough uh, because I think I'm a, a, a nice balance of very hands-on mm-hmm. and very hands-off. So, so what I mean is, uh, I will do anything and everything when asked, but also 
really believe in kind of setting you free. So, uh, for right. example, use lifting. We have a very specific lifting program. It's it's very down, down to last. Every detail is is pre-calculated. Um, we use percentages and grow and all this different stuff. Sure. But I just hand it to you and say, get it done. Right. So I, I, I so like you, to be. It's like when you in business, like you hire adults and you let them do their job. Yeah, right? exactly. So yeah. so, so yeah, you could say to compare, I would be probably very par- particular about who I would hire, but right. I wouldn't want to look over their shoulder and make sure they're doing their work. And that's kind of my approach, you know? Yeah, I like so, that. so I think in some ways our guys are well prepared uh-huh. because the way I've coached is been, Hey, figure it out. You're adults. Yep. You want to be great. Um, but then at the same time, you know, we, we we're about relationships and uh, Zoom videos is, is is not how you build relationships. So, right. um, or, or keep them, I, I suppose. Or teach. Um, yeah, there's just so many things. Yeah. So, so it's certainly a challenge. Uh, in many ways, uh, I think it's just our guys' time to shine. You know, maybe like cream rises to the top kind of thing, yeah. right? Because yeah. if if you're going to sit here, and the latest communication I've had was, if you're going to sit here and feel bad for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're getting passed up, or, or you're not making progress. So you gotta gotta start taking care of some business on your own. But it's certainly been tough. But yeah, I mean, with our sport, uh, you know, I've talked to people, of course, who who are our scenario. Like, well, wrestling, yeah, yeah. like never gonna, never, social distancing. yeah, never gonna have uh, <laughs> never gonna have that ever again, huh? Yeah, yeah and yeah. you know, the way I look at it, um, and I try to be respectful of all different opinions, but but it's it's always. Uh, you, you, when there's challenges, you kind of, you know, say this one's a global challenge, it affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Your opinions are typically based on how it affects you. So, sure. um, when people wrestle, for example, I, I think we probably have a more let's get back to normal attitude because this is what's important. If you, right, if you've always worked on at home from, from your computer, you might say, what's the big deal? So, right. um, so yeah, but I think that being said, wrestling is, is in many ways perhaps the best prepared sport for, for something like this, despite the, the, you know, exchange of, of, uh, you know, blood and sweat and everything that happens in a match. Uh, we're the only sport to my knowledge that has pre-match only, we'll say high school collegiate sport, pre-match medical examinations. You know, people call them weigh-ins or I'm sorry, skin checks. Uh, but listed in the NCAA rules, it is a medical examination. Um, we have cleaning supplies for our, our facilities. If you go look on a lot of those cleaning supplies on things that kill, a lot of them say COVID, uh, whatever, you know, well, diseases. Oh, we're the deep so, cleaning sport. Yeah. We are the deep um, cleaning so sport. So this is normal. We've dealt with things like skin infections. So, mm-hmm. um, and in many ways, the, the cross, I don't know what the, the, the science word would be, the cross-contamination. I'm on, I'm on a mat with one other person. Yes. Uh, in a lot of sports, you're on a field with several other people. So... Um, so I, I think in some ways we're well prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's getting maybe the public opinion to uh, understand it. But but the thing I talk about is, and I've used this this thing of, of wrestling mm-hmm. is a sport where you get your face shoved on the ground. Yes. And the only way to get it off or on the mat, I guess, is to fight it off. Right. Right. And and that's what life does. Yes. Um. You know. When you are in a deep, dark corner out of a sweaty wrestling room and, and someone's on top of you with their forearm in the back of your head, mm-hmm. there's not a group of people coming over to pick you up. you got to figure it out. And, and so tough time in life, job, whatever, marriage, kids, family, or 
a worldwide pandemic. Yes. <laughs> time to, you know, figure it out and, and fight through it. So that's yeah. kind of, uh, I think, where wrestling will, will prevail because mm-hmm. we're fighters. I've always said wrestling has been a sport that's provided the worst resources but the best experience because because our oh, coaches are, are, are we're yeah. fighters you know yeah. and, and that's what we want what's best for our kids and we get it and sometimes the 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 grittiness the dirtiness the yeah. the the cutting corners financially that's what makes our sport great right? right so yeah. so that's how I feel about it I think we'll prevail we'll figure it out we just got to get through this short term chaos um, of of you know what we're dealing with right now I love this and I love that again courage. You know, the courage to take it on and the courage to succeed and the courage to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, my, my assistant coach for two years, who I love dearly, who's no longer with me because he went back to Dallas, but we used to call it the honest sport. Mm-hmm. So it's the honest yeah, and courageous like sport. You know, it's the honest, and he still does court, Jake Goodwin. Sammy, how are you preparing for your senior year, your final year, and, and what's this thrown at you, and what courage have you found in yourself to move forward? It's been it's been a unique summer because it's been <laughs> challenging, but it's sure. been so much fun. Okay, in the sense that like I'm I'm learning new stuff. Nice. Like early on when the when the gyms were closed, I was going out in my backyard throwing rocks and sure. lifting like cinder blocks, <laughs> and I was like, it was almost kind of like um, if you Rocky. Think of Rocky Four, <laughs> yeah, you know, previous. Drago. No, I'm not Drago. I'm Rocky. I know <laughs> Drago. You're going after yeah, Drago. I was, yeah, yeah, I was climbing the mountain and, sure. and doing, and I was climbing a mountain. Mm-hmm. And then it's also just been so I, I, you know, we there's no place to wrestle, so I've just been lifting and running and trying unique ways to better myself with meditation, with yoga. I started nice. doing yoga. My girlfriend and I do that, and uh, I'm terrible. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. But just, just kind of trying to find unique ways to get a mental edge on people and sure. trying to push myself and stay focused is really, yeah. I don't know, I'm having fun. Yeah. And so are you communicating with the coaching staff? Obviously, you're here with your coach, but are you communicating on a regular basis? What kind of communication is happening there? Not as much as I would, because so in a normal situation, I'd be seeing coach every day. Of course, and he'd be kicking me out of his office because I'm there too much. Right. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, but so I mean, we we've had team zooms and and you know if there's an issue, we'll we'll talk. But it, it's really been kind of like, uh, he's like you know kicking me out of the nest. Like gross, you've been wrestling for you know you're 25 years old. You know what yeah. you're doing. So yeah. go figure it out. And but that but that's kind of how like coach coach was saying his hands off <laughs> approach mm-hmm. and i think this this helps us i mean i remember so last year i think was the coolest preseason event that i've ever been a part of the okay. preseason team because so in division 3 coaches are not allowed to have any any preseason they they can't i don't even know if like they're not allowed to run workouts they're not allowed yeah. to do anything yeah and and our our group of leaders last year got together and we decided like we're going to have this rigid preseason we're going to run at 7am and we're going to 5am right 3am <laughs> whatever time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah and we're going to we're going to do it Shades hard of Tony yeah. oh my and, God. and we yeah. uh and we all did that together without coaches is hands on right i think nice. last year we had a group of really awesome seniors and had some juniors and mm-hmm. national qualifiers that took leadership without coach. I mean, he had nothing to do with it. Sure. And I think that's right now we can't have anything to do with him. So I think when, when we had that leadership last year, our guys are pretty prepared that, I mean, they, they know what to do. Yeah. Well, that's good news. That's real good news because in any business, any organization, you got to have people figuring it out, but more importantly, being created to find solutions. And this is what you're talking about, Mark. Mm-hmm. We are a solution-oriented sport. Providing 
we have some semblance of talent and some semblance of facility and mm-hmm. then some semblance of support, we can pretty much figure it out with bailing, hi- bailing wire and, uh, you know, yeah. and scotch oh, yeah. tape, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when we're given a little bit, we perform a lot. And that's the beauty of what, what we're talking about here. And so here we are. We're in a very interesting time of life. You're going to hopefully wrestle in January. I think that's the... Is January, that the, yeah. Is that the I impetus? mean, nothing's set in terms of our schedule, but our, our pre-scheduling process says we start with January. Okay. And, and regionals and nationals are as scheduled last weekend of February and second week of March. So yeah. nothing has changed as of now. Well, this is what I'm hearing from the OHSAAs. Like, we were talking to Adam Hoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, supposedly it's going to be January 1st, obviously, just dual oh, meets. for high school. Okay. Just dual yep, meets yep. in high school. Uh, we're going to start mid-December, I think. Uh, so the Ironman's canceled. Uh, the uh, dual meet uh, tournament is canceled. Uh, so you're not going to see any tournaments, maybe a league tournament. Uh, but for sure, uh, if, it's, if it goes the way they want it to do it, it's going to be dual meets only and then sectional district state. Wow. I kind of like that, though. <laughs> well, it's interesting because it is old school as it gets. For sure. Okay? Yeah. I mean... Literally, when I was in high school, we had the league tournament, maybe the and the Kenston tournament, and everything else was dual meets, maybe a try once in a while. That was and what was tournament. the attendant? I mean, you guys probably got. Oh my God! I went to a Mentor Maple. I, I know what you're talking mentor about. Mentor <laughs> Maple dual meet that literally was insane. They they have more people there than they get for the Mentor district oh for sure jamie was telling me yeah. people were breaking into the school yes because they wouldn't let anyone there's else probably cops yes. there yes yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. and i was there as a senior i mean i was just a just you know i was a senior wrestler for beach but i wanted to go see it and the other the other dual meet that was just as insane was the 1979 dual meet between beachwood and richmond heights and all three of the Weiss brothers got kicked out. <laughs> Earl, Gene, and Lenny got kicked out of the uh, the arena, and it was absolutely packed. So that stuff was fantastic. And there's always the story about Butchie, Butchie, Butchie at the state tournament with 11,000 people stomping their feet, waiting for him to hit the, hit the twine. But also, too, Tom Milkovich winning his third third state title. Jamie was in here, and I got chills thinking about it. He was just talking about how People literally rose to their feet after he won that third third title mm-hmm. and probably clapped for 10 minutes straight. So that's the kind of thing that maybe we get back to. Maybe this is a throwback. Maybe this is a way of getting back to our roots. Who knows? But you know what? It's thrown at us, and as wrestlers, we're going to take it on. We're going to maybe grab it by the throat or put it over our shoulders and carry maybe the rest of the... Maybe maybe the rest of the sport world with us. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think I that's think that's so. a big thing. We whatever it is, we got to be happy. But we I've talked like I, just, I wish I, I could just know know that we can be there or not come March. That's my biggest thing. Exactly. exactly. I just wish we could know. But at this point, we're planning everything. I tell our guys, as act is, as if as is because act as, as is. Yeah, what, yeah, it's just uh, mm-hmm. you know the, the last thing you'd want is for for normalcy to resume and and you're not ready for it. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's but it's it's definitely been a wild time, that's for sure. Well, guys, you've been phenomenal, Sammy. I want you to leave somebody with a shout out and a and a and a gem, if you will, a blood time gem, if you could. Blood time gem. Yeah, absolutely. Or a shout out to somebody, either one. Or I'm gonna give a shout out to my my old club coach from high school, Coach uh, Hewitt. Nice. Uh, just you know, he's the man. So awesome. shout out to Coach Hewitt. And then any idea, any thought, any gem that you'd like to leave us with? That's 
inspired you? Uh, go go out and work out. All right. I like that. Not yoga, though. <laughs> yeah, if you want. That's right. But work out. Move. Yeah, get active. Eat less, move more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, quarantine. I mean, most right. people have gained weight in quarantine. My family's lost like 80 pounds because collective. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's and awesome. Mark, I'll throw it to you. Uh-oh. Uh, you know, shout out to Blood Time Show. I'll give, I'll give a shout out to that Drew Periano because uh, just right on. a little... We're wrestling triangle with with him, him, me, and uh, Sammy here. I think it's pretty cool and um, great wrestling family. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, yeah. so you know, regardless of if Sam achieves his goals, I think Drew and I can look at and other people have coached Sam and say this guy's come. You know, we're, we're happy with who he is today mm-hmm. and, and a gem. Um, let's see. Uh, that's like a, a thought or something. Yeah. We, you know, we Somebody we have a thing. Fun. Actually, it's not a it's a thing. It's a rule. One of our team rules is make your situation the best situation. So nice. Uh, Whatever is happening right now, um, I'd like to think I can reflect and, and anyone else could reflect and say, I'm actually better because of this, because that's how I approach my life. Um, I don't know if that's true of myself yet, but I'm, I'm still working on it. So make your situation the best situation. And no matter what it is. Fantastic. Mark, thank you. Sammy, we love you being in here. We love your road. You're going to do it. If nothing else, drink it in, baby. (laughs) Drink it in, okay? And I'm glad that you're with the Blue Streaks. Phenomenal program. Great university. I'm biased. uh, And Mark, again, uh, I can't uh, love your family anymore. Uh, Your father was my original hero, inspiration, superhero, whatever, and you are just uh, doing a phenomenal job with the legacy of our of our great university and great sports. So keep doing it. We'll do. We'll do. Guys, thanks so much. Thanks. We thanks are blood. This is Coach Cimarroni. Love to all. I want to share my thought of the day with you. Truth. Inescapable truth. It matters not from which voice it comes. Men, are you looking for that great suit or sports outfit made out of the finest fabrics and made-to-measure tailoring? J&A Custom Clothing Tailoring and Alteration will come to your home or office and give you that fashion statement that you will be known for. Call J&A Custom Clothing and the owner, Joseph Alberstadt, at 216-513-6165. That's J&A Custom Clothing. 216-513-6165. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle or padel as it's called in North America. This is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with a pro tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!